Hollywood is rated LGBT Radio, starring your host, Rob Watson! Hey, 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 welcome. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Rated LGBT Radio, and I am your host, Rob Watson. Um, and every week, I promise you at the end of the show that the next week's show is going to be something exciting, wonderful, and terrific, um, even though even a week before, we usually don't know exactly what that is. Um, we have a lot of things coming up, um, but we're not sure exactly which one fits into the next week's uh, slot. <clears throat> so it's always a mystery, but we uh, aim to keep things um, at a level and of an interest that is exciting and, um, and enthralling. And today's show is no exception. Um, last week we got into kind of heavy stuff, and I won't revisit that, but check out our podcast list and go to the last show and you'll see what I'm talking about. Um, today we are going to something that is much more joyful and exciting and fun. Um, we are transporting you to the world of Disney Plus's high school musical, The Musical, The Series. Um, say that five times fast, I dare you. Um, anyway, it is, um, it's actually in its second season on Disney Plus. Um, it is the legacy show of the previous um, high school musical, um, and it's not a redo. They, they actually do the high school musical in the first season, and this season they're off on another adventure. Um, but it is fun. It is musical. It is, is um, terrific. And we have two of the gems from that show, from the cast, um, with us today. Uh, Frankie Rodriguez and Joe Serafini are in the house. They're waiting on deck. Um, they play actually a, a, um, a romance themselves on the show. Um, and it's, that in itself is pretty landmark, uh, you know, glass ceiling breaking, um, not necessarily in all programming or even mainstream programming, because um, obviously Glee had that and different uh, shows have had that in some form or another. But in terms of the, the programming that is aimed at the kind of tweener, younger set, um, this is Lemk, and we're going to talk to them about that. Um, uh, they're uber-talented, and um, we're just so excited to talk to them today. Um, before we bring them on, let's, let's go ahead and look at some of the serious news stuff that is happening in our world. And with that, I want to welcome to the show my co-host and the esteemed journalist, Brody Levesque. Brody, welcome. Hey, good afternoon, Rob. Good afternoon, good morning, or good day to all of our listeners around the globe. Thank you so much for subscribing to our podcast uh, and listening to the show. We deeply appreciate it. Uh, and please, by all means, you know, share and spread the riches, as it were. Today in Washington, the Centers for Disease Control announced that they're going to ease guidance on mask wearing indoors for fully vaccinated people in most instances, except for extremely crowded circumstances. The new guidance still calls for wearing masks 
in crowded indoor settings like buses, planes, hospitals, prisons, and homeless shelters. But this will help clear the way for reopening different workplaces, schools, and other venues, and in some cases, even removing the need for masks or social distancing. And again, this is for people who are fully vaccinated. The director of the Centers for Disease Control, Dr. Rochelle uh, Walensky, uh, told those of us in the press corps in a briefing about an hour ago that, uh, and I'm quoting the doctor, we have all longed for this moment when we can get back to some semblance uh, of normalcy. President Biden, in his remarks uh, in the Rose Garden, said the following to us uh, and to the American people. The president said, I think it's a great milestone and a great day. Uh, he created, he give credit to the full court press by the various officials across the public health spectrum and other places to get uh, as many Americans vaccinated as possible in a very short period of time. The president noted uh, that as of today, Thursday, the United States has administered 250 million shots in 114 days. Biden added, the American people have never, ever let their country down. The president also stressed, if you are fully vaccinated, you no longer need to wear a mask. But he also added, if you see someone wearing a mask, please treat them with kindness uh, and respect. So that was the big update today from the Centers for Disease Control. Of course, there's still an ongoing full court press by uh, the administration to get as many people obviously vaccinated as possible. Uh, yesterday, the CDC announced that they are going to allow vaccination of 12 to 15-year-olds with the Pfizer vaccine. And this will be a step up for getting the schools back uh, come next fall. So that was a welcome change. Uh, Americans age 16 up already are allowed to get whichever vaccination they uh, can. And of course, uh, everyone is being urged to uh, make an appointment and go get your shot. Uh, if you're not sure, go to planyourvaccine.com. That's planyourvaccine.com. And uh, just uh, any information in there, it'll give you where you're at in your local area, your state or jurisdiction, and you can schedule your shot uh, from there. Let's see. Um, the other thing that I wanted to mention briefly and for our listeners uh, who've listened to us for a while, and of course those who have followed Rob uh, in his writings as a gay dad, uh, first at the Huffington Post and then later, of course, at LGBTQ Nation and other places, um, Rob's a gay dad. But uh, I have, I, I had, a, I have a, well, I am too technically, but uh, I, uh, I wanted to bring this up because we were asked uh, to do this and I, I honor this request. This is kind of fun. Uh, this weekend, from May 15th to the 16th, there is a virtual conference occurring, and this is going to offer guidance for prospective gay dads, and it's an online thing, and it's for an organization called Men. Uh, having babies, they're doing their annual West Coast conference, uh, and so they're they're putting this together. It's kind of like a boot camp uh, weekend. There's a whole bunch of things that'll be available, and uh, it's a really good way that if you're considering, you know, uh, having kids, or you and your partner would like to have kids, or maybe you just as a single gay dad would like to be a surrogate, um, this is uh, this will be for you. Uh, and all you need to do is go to losangelesblade.com. 
That's LosAngelesBlade.com. The article is by our arts and entertainment editor, John Paul King, and it's called Considering Surrogacy Virtual Conference Offers Guidance for Prospective Gay Dads, and that is happening this weekend coming up. Bob? That is super exciting, and I hope people take advantage of that. Um, Ironically, when I did become a gay dad, um, that kind of guidance really wasn't around, and um, it is why I wrote blogs and and, uh, everything around that, although my blogs weren't really around the, the technicalities of being a dad. They were more around fighting for our civil rights as gay dads, as gay families. Um, but uh, super, super exciting for, for that kind of resource to be made available. And we won't mention that my babies are now both 18 years old. Um, so <laughs> I'll, I'll, wait, I'll wait for the How to Be a Gay Dad with Kids in College uh, um, uh, conference. <laughs> Jump yeah, on there, there's, yeah, there's that one. Of course, my youngest is now 32. So, yeah, there we go. We're not going to discuss our children's ages. But, uh, no, this right. is a pretty good deal. Um, and, you know, outside of that, um, I would just uh, tell folks that uh, the other thing that, you know, as the editor of the Los Angeles Blade, I'm following along with my uh, colleagues in queer media and my colleagues, of course, in the mainstream press. And I want to give a particular shout-out uh, to the folks at NBC Out. Uh, thank you guys very much. But we still have an ongoing problem, and we still have an ongoing legislative campaign against the rights of transgender youth playing sports, being able to get health care to transition, uh, and even for the rest of the LGBTQ community, we still have bills that are being considered or have been passed that would restrict educators uh, and others from the ability you know, to teach about our history, to teach about LGBTQ people. It is a definitive erasure, if you will, uh, by Republicans and conservatives, uh, you know, and I, I think it's really important that people understand that, you know, this battle is ongoing, uh, and, and it's actually this year uh, has gotten awful. I think in the last 30, 35 days, uh, there have been over 30 states uh, that have put forward uh, some seriously ugly legislation uh, that directly targets trans kids, uh, that targets LGBTQ youth. Uh, this month is May of May, of course, uh, is a uh, month that we celebrate mental health awareness. And, and I think that that's critically important uh, for our kids, our LGBT youth in particular, our, our trans kids especially, uh, as there's a tsunami onslaught, if you will, of all this anti-trans legislation, um, and there's a lot of it. So I, I'd urge our listeners to get out there and get educated. There's a lot of resources, uh, GLAD, PFLAG, yeah. the Human Rights Campaign. Oh, and, of course, uh, you know, if, if you need more information on what's been going on, by all means, uh, LosAngelesBlade.com. And if you have queer media in your area, please follow them and, and keep yourself uh educated on this very critical, critical time. Yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting because um, the scope of our culture right now, because um, I'm, I'm looking at Disney Plus's um, not only th- this show that we're going to talk about today, 
um, which obviously with um, uh, Frankie and Joe on it are is 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 showing one part of our culture and and the way they are presenting and the way they are developing the show. There are a lot of other things that are coming up in the show that um, are creating more awareness around the um, the breadth of acceptance and um, not fitting things into binaries and you know um, a, a bigger bigger perception or perspective on that. Um, but the other programming on Disney Plus is really exciting too, with um, new animated series and you know characters being introduced in different realms that that enhance that. So we've got that kind of going on on this you know kind of cable world culture side. And then in these state houses, we have the conservatives um, doing these draconian attacks against trans kids. Um, and yeah. it, the, the, the spectrum is broadening, is widening between the, um, the perspective uh, on this. So um, yeah. anyway, I, I think we are on the right side of that, um, that equation and um, excited to be so. Uh, with that, I do want to bring on um, our two guests. They are on the same line, so we will welcome them together. Uh, Frankie Rodriguez and Joe Serafini, welcome to the show. Hi. Hello. Uh, I'm <laughs> so excited to talk to you guys. Um, uh, I, 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 I barely know where to start because there's so much, but um, um, you're both so incredibly talented and um, you know, I'm trying to avoid the temptation to act like you guys are showbiz newcomers because you both are are kind of vets at, at what you do. Um, Frankie, I know you had a um, a part on uh, Modern Family, and Joe, you come from stage, and um, I think you did a um, a film um, maybe even about ten years ago. Um, I think it was for <laughs> Disney as well, right? Um, I, it wasn't for Disney. It was actually a small, like small scale pilot that I shot in Pittsburgh. Um, it was a show about science. Um, and we only did one pilot episode and then it kind of ended, but yeah, that was my only like film experience before this. So this has been such a whole brand new world. Well, it was really cool because I saw you out there dancing and saying, oh my God, that's him when he's little. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> so, guys, what um, I mean, you you really are breaking new ground on the the programming, and primarily the programming to the audience that it's going to. Um, how are, were you aware that you were doing that, or is that something that just you're doing it and people are reacting to it that way? Oh, I mean, yeah, you definitely feel the impact. This is Frankie, by the way. Hi. Um, I think you definitely feel uh, the impact right from the very beginning when I read the breakdown and, um, like, just read Carlos's character description. I was like, oh, this is going to be something uh, just, like, fresh and exciting, and that's exactly what it was. And you really feel the impact once the show is out and people are watching it and you're seeing how not only kids but adults are connecting with the storyline and just how excited they are to see the representation. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's cool. Um, 
Uh, Joe, what about you? Did, what, what was the impact on you of picking this up and, and the impact that you expect the world to, to be reacting to? Yeah. Um, I mean, just like Frankie, when I saw on the breakdown what the show was going to be, I was like, oh, this is going to be like a whole new world of high school musical kids um, that they're going to be introducing. And I'm just so glad that they were able to, you know, find the representation to tell these, you know, LGBTQ plus storylines, especially whenever you didn't really get to see those in high school musical uh, before. Um, and then also with Seb uh, getting to play Sharpay, which is like such non-traditional casting for uh, production of High School Musical, I just thought that was such a cool way to just be like, we really are doing like whatever we want and, uh, you know, it doesn't really matter. And you, you can, you know, choose your own adventure and go after whatever you want, um, especially in high school whenever you're just figuring so much stuff out about yourself and your identity and all that jazz. Yeah, no, and I have to tell you, like I shared at the top of the show, um, I have two 18-year-old sons, and they're both seniors in high school now, um, about to graduate. But um, the environment that you guys are depicting is more real for today because they do, you know, obviously having a gay dad, they they were already, you know, uh, an LGBTQ family or that identity was not born to them. But they have mm-hmm. they come home and they have trans friends and they have um, uh, gay friends and <laughs> I'm kind of like because that wasn't the case when I went to high school everybody was closeted or you know you, you know you didn't see it in the landscape I keep going after them and it's like you know they go oh my gay friend or oh my trans friends like how is it for them are they okay da 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 and they're like yeah dad they're fine what 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 why are <laughs> You know, it, it, they reacted like they shared that they had a redheaded friend, and I was all intense about that. You know, it's, it's, it is more the norm, you know, for yeah, for, no. for kids these days. Um, yeah. What, was, how, now you, how, I hate to go personal, how old are you guys? Are you playing younger than yourselves in these roles, or are you pay, playing yourselves, essentially? <laughs> I think we are both playing younger than ourselves. We're both definitely out of high school by this point. Um, but, yeah, I mean, uh, even what you were saying, I feel like even when I was in high school, and it wasn't long ago, um, yeah, I, there was definitely people that were out or, you know, more comfortable expressing themselves in, in their identity. Um, I wasn't even one of those people at that time. So, I mean, now to be able to sort of like relive, I mean, not really, but relive my high school experience um, through this show as an actually like out gay character um, has been really, really cool. And um, it's a nice representation of like the world that we could be living in. And and like you said, the world that your sons have experienced in their high school. Yeah, no. uh, (laughs) And that was kind of where I was going with it because, um, you got me answered my next question without me asking is, is, you know, if having been through that world yourselves, looking back, has that changed, which it, it sounds like even for you guys, it has um, oh, yeah. to, to some extent. Yeah. So, um, Frankie, I've got to ask you just to, um, uh, before we, we move into um, 
the high school musical thing. Um, but it must have been a hell of a lot of fun um, being part of Modern Family. Um, you you had a really funny bit on there um, with uh, – uh, can you tell us a little bit about that experience? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was, like, the first, like, big kid booking that I got where I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to be on TV. Um, and you don't have to have, like, a streaming service you've never heard of to watch it. Um, no, it was, like, super exciting. Um, they were so much fun. And just to get to be on the Fox lot with, I mean, all of those iconic actors and characters, it was, that was, like, a surreal experience. Yeah. Well, you're, I, I love your comic timing. I, it's like, it's, you, um, <laughs> it, it, you know, it's, you're, you're already getting there your, yourself. I just, um, and now in the first season you played a choreographer, but you're not a dancer or don't really have dance experience, right? <laughs> I'm not a dancer by trade. Picking up choreography is not one of my um, superpowers, um, but we luckily have a very patient and kind and um, hardworking choreographer who makes sure uh, that I uh, look my best. <laughs> Well, I have to tell you, if I was there, if I was in your shoes, that person would have to have superpowers <laughs> to get me to coordinate. So I, my hat is off to you. It's like that. Uh, I, I have no um, doubt he has superpowers. Shout out to Zach Woodley. <laughs> <laughs> so that that is phenomenal. Now, you guys, um, and you've been upfront about this uh, across the board, but not only do you play romantic characters on the show, but um, you guys also have a romance yourselves with each other. Um, uh, how, which, which came first, the chicken or the egg? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Do you want to talk about um, I think the funny thing about watching the show and just seeing how things are working with the characters in the show, it was very much art imitating life. And we were kind of almost on the exact same timeline that the characters were on. <laughs> so um, that part is weird, but um, it's also really fun to get to watch those episodes. And when we're thinking about us to think like, oh my gosh, do you remember like when we were talking about this during this episode? And oh my God, we went here during the middle of this episode. So it's like a fun little time capsule. <laughs> yes. Uh, Agreed. That's so, cool. so did you, did you guys meet like when, you walked into the set and, you know, it's like Frankie, here's Joe, and he's playing this part. And, you know, um, was, yeah. was that your, your introduction? Yes. I remember when I first – this is Joe speaking. I remember when I first walked on to set and Tim had mentioned, oh, you, you have to meet Frankie. Uh, he's playing Carlos, and you guys are going to be playing opposite each other a lot. Um, and I was just like, oh, okay, great. And then um, I remember meeting Frankie, and I and I said, you're Frankie, right? And uh, he was like, yeah. And then I was actually very scared of Frankie at first. Scared? <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, he's such a professional, and, uh, you know, he was there to work, and, you know, he he wasn't uh, – he, he, was, he was a little shy at first. <laughs> Um, but no, we, very quickly we like warmed up to each other, and I obviously Frankie's hilarious, and that was very appealing to me at first. So, I uh, it was pretty quickly that I was like, oh, I really like this guy, and you know, the rest is history. <laughs> and luckily, I get to kiss him on screen. 
<laughs> now, I'm going to interject here that dinner at these two's place has got to be an entertainment and a show all by itself. I mean, forget what they, forget what they do for a living. <laughs> we do like to host. We do. <laughs> oh, nice. Do you both cook? Um, not particularly. We just started doing actually HelloFresh. Shout out to HelloFresh. <laughs> um, and we, love, I personally love cooking the meals that they send. Um, but Frank, Frank, you cooked a few, but I think he I prefers- enjoy eating them more than I do cooking them. <laughs> Connoisseur of Uber Eats, huh? Okay, good. Oh, yeah. Also that, too. That was more the go-to, I would say. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> there goes nutritional standards. Go ahead, Rob. Yeah. So, so I, I don't want to get into anything confidential or have you guys talking behind anybody's back, but just um, in general um, – um, your co-star, uh, Joshua Bassett, I think um, recently got a lot of attention because he made some comments that indicated he might be something other than straight. And I'm not asking you guys perspective on that question at all. Um, but it was curious to me how much of a stir people wanting to talk about that behind somebody's back contrasted with you guys or completely out that everybody is just kind of accepting and nobody is particularly titillating about. And I just found that kind of an interesting part of a coming out process, that secrets are often much more notorious than the truth. Um, what were your guys' thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, I it, it is kind of just what you said. I think people are so used to, um, they want the big story and you know what I mean? So, um, but no, like we, we choose to live our life authentically and, um, we love and support all of our cast members and, you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, I think it's, and, um, what he said himself about, you know, in non-commenting, it just, you know, people should just love. And that is kind of the point. I mean, it's, one thing that I have been inspired by a lot of younger people is the um, reluctance to hide into a binary on any binary, that it's either this or that, um, this gender or that gender, that people are now allowing to be somewhere in the middle on things. Um, what are you guys, what are your thoughts on that? And is that something you see being reflected in the show. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, one of the things that I noticed right away, or I had questions about what, uh, playing an openly gay character, I was like, is there going to be some sort of big coming out episode? And what is that going to look like? And, um, you know, trying to, I guess, the actor brain thinking like, well, how are you going to tap into that on the day and all that stuff? So I was like, so pleased to know that we didn't have that it was right away just accepted and um we're just you know normal teenagers navigating and doing other things teenagers want to do <laughs> yeah um that's, that's and I, would, I, I i agree with you about sort of living more in like the middle uh i personally like i said i wasn't out in high school really as 
as out as I could have been, I guess, is what I should say. Um, I was dating um, girls in high school, and I felt like I had really real relationships with them at the time. Um, so I actually identify as bisexual, and I've never, I always was kind of annoyed at the idea that I had to, like, pick a label and, and pick just what one gender that I had to choose to be interested in when I really just like people. And if I connect with someone, I connect with them, you know? So I'm, I've definitely been happy with the way we've all been moving towards this more open and um, just, you know, choosing to love, as you said. Yeah. No, I, I, I think that's, that's, that's excellent. And, um, and to your point or to, our, to the point that we've been talking about, um, it does reflect much more accurately the way a lot of young people who are in high school now see things because it, it, it is each generation gets a little more insight, I think, because of the freedoms that they're afforded. They're, they're, for my generation, we really were not allowed to be gay at all. I mean, it was, it was, it was something that, you know, obviously people were gay, but, we we weren't really supposed to be, and we weren't allowed definitely to express it. And then the next generations were allowed to be gay and allowed to do this, and, and that opens the doors and allows people to go, well, what if it's more? What if it's not exactly that way? And um, getting, getting to that level of depth. Um, guys, I want to shift back to the show itself. Um, can you, for people who are not, familiar with the arc of the plot. Can you kind of tell us what the story is from the beginning of season one through to the new season? Um, just give them an idea of what, what happens and, and who's who. Yeah. So we have a camera crew that comes and follows. So East High is obviously the famous school where they shot High School Musical, the original franchise. And um, a camera crew comes to East High and they're just – watching um, uh, these drama students put on a production of High School Musical. And so it's kind of um, with Miss Jen as kind of our, like, puppeteer. She, like, brings us all together (laughs) and um, makes us all do these crazy things. I mean, she's our drama teacher. It's it's not a puppeteer. (laughs) Yes, she's definitely the description. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <laughs> she's the one that makes it all happen um, and gets this group of students together to, you know, put on this show. But in doing so, I guess we all find each other and, you know, form this tribe of theater kids. And, you know, you really get to see how they all affect each other. And, of course, there's relationship, drama, and all that stuff. Um, but it all works up to the big production of High School Musical. Um, and then, you know, uh Season two comes along, and uh, we are ready to do another musical for the spring semester. Um, and I don't know. Are we talking about that right now, or are we just talking about season one? I thought it was just season oh, no, one. Yeah, we can, yeah, you, no, no, you can take it to season two. So the, it's been announced you're doing another musical, and? Yeah, so we kind of raised the stakes a little bit, and this year we're working towards something called the Menke Awards, which is like, a big theater department, uh, high school, basically the Oscars of high school theater. And so this year it follows us doing a production of Beauty and the Beast and also trying to get to the Menkees. Right, right. Which, um, it, the, the, and the Menkees are for um, uh, 
the I think it's Alan Menken, right? The the yeah, the Alan Menken Awards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The 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 um, the landmark. Uh, I think he was the composer behind um, a lot of the Disney. Um, oh yeah, big musical stuff. Aladdin, all all the good blockbusters. Yeah, exactly. Um, it, I mean, obviously, we're hello. We're on Disney Plus. We've got. We've got to infuse the Disney classics um, one way or another. Um, so, uh, yeah, I love. I have to say, I love the bit um, at the beginning of the season when the other guy comes in, the competitor, um, a high school guy, and um, he's talking to the the teacher there at at your high school, and and says, "Oh yeah, High School Musical, that was adorable." And the look in her eye is like this classic comic perfection of oh, yeah. just her reaction. So, yeah. Um, so, anyway, uh, the, with that, um, how, much, how much singing are you guys going to be doing yourselves in this, this next year? Ooh, so what's fun about this year is that um, we actually both have solos this season, and then us also mixed in with all of the other fun group stuff um, that we do. So this year definitely shines a light on every cast member, actually, and everyone gets a really nice moment this season. So, uh, which, that's got to be exciting. I mean, how does it feel, you guys being in a relationship with each other, I mean, it's sort of a dream in a regular relationship that you get to sing to your partner. Um, <laughs> is, is this kind of like a fantasy come true or scarier than you know what? <laughs> um, I, think, I think it is a dream come true. Uh, I mean, any chance to, first of all, just sing on a Disney show that you're on, I mean, like that alone is such a surreal sentence to say out loud. Um, but to do it with someone that you really care about and, uh, you know, share that moment with them, um, it makes it a whole new experience. Now, it is as said in Carlos. I feel like more than it is with Frankie and Joe, but I guess, you know, it, it is all a shared experience, and we are definitely playing those characters. So, you know, right. it is a, it's a special experience. For sure. yeah. And what is what, – what do you – what do you see the difference between Frankie and Joe versus Carlos and Seb? Or as um, I, I guess there is a name for Carlos and Seb as hashtag Seblos. <laughs> um, yes, uh, that's what the hip kids call us. Um, the difference? I mean, I feel like there's a big difference between yeah. us and them. Yeah. I, I would say, first of all, their age, um, and I would say they're more. I, I like to think that we're cooler than Carlos and Seb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Describe them. No, no, no. I mean, you know, they're just a little nerdy. They're they're little they're theater kids, and they're you know the stakes are so high in High School Musical theater as it is, and of course on this dramatic like comedic show, of course it's going to be so amped up. And I feel like Frankie and I are just much 
or like a little more calm, <laughs> a little more calm, a little more like easygoing and a little more sure of ourselves, I guess, at this age than we would have been in high school, which makes so much sense, of course. So you guys both come from a theater background. Is is that what, not that you're not grown up already, but when when as your careers move forward, are you looking toward stage? What what are your personal aspirations? Yeah, um, I mean, personally, yes, theater is like all I've known my entire life. Um, so I definitely hope to return to theater, whether it's regionally or Broadway or whatever. I mean, I, yeah, I majored in musical theater, so I feel like I have to definitely keep it in my life forever. Frankie, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I completely agree. It's uh, I also went to school for musical theater, and I love it so much. And it's definitely something I'm never, ever going to say, I'm never doing stage again, because I want to so bad. Um, but, yeah. you know, chances kind of change. But. I mean, honestly, with this past year, I mean, with theater not happening, I feel like we've just felt so blessed that we've been able to do some semblance of theater, even if it's on camera, um, putting up the show within the show. It's been really cool. Yeah, no, I, I relate to what you're both saying. I, I was a theater major, and there is this feeling of being backstage in a theater and the production and the excitement of you know, presenting it every night and, you know, feeling the feelings and doing all that and that that aliveness about it that is unlike anything else. And, um, yeah. yeah, so I, I I hear you both with the bug. So that's, <laughs> that's super cool. Uh, you know, and, and, and uh, you know, I fully think you guys could, could each – you know, fill a stage. I mean, you both are have have the talent and the presence. Oh, well, thank so, you. That's really awesome. No, <laughs> seriously. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, so as, the, as the as the guy sitting in the front row who has zero talent but loves the popcorn and the coke, let me extend my appreciation to what the two of you do because I do find you guys highly entertaining. Um, I am an aficionado uh, of theater. Um, and it's always for me, you know, as a lay figure and very much so as a political reporter, you know, that when I need to decompress and take that time and just kind of power down, you know, I do like to go to shows. Um, and, uh, you know, theater has always been, uh, a good way just to kind of relax and unwind. I'm not saying I, I don't enjoy, you know, film and television and of course, you know, the repertoire of all that, but. There's something about traditional theater and there's something about a connection between the folks on the stage and those of us sitting in those seats in the audience um, that I think has more, it's more of a personal connection. And, and I say that again, as the guy in the front row with the popcorn and the coat, it, it's one of those things that, you know, to me, I think in many ways takes a tremendous amount uh, of, work at least on your parts because of the fact that beyond those footlights and in that audience beyond where i'm sitting you know you've got literally these hundreds of thousands of pairs of eyeballs watching you whereas what you're currently doing you've got one to three cameras blocked and doing it and there's a difference and i think that my perspective is that you guys work probably extra hard uh in traditional theater than you would you know in your current venue but at the same time i think that 
what you do, and, and the talent does show up that way. Oh, well, thank you. Yeah, thank you. That is, that's so kind, and I completely agree. It's like something I've definitely been almost like learning uh, just as we've been do- doing the filming of the show. I feel like that was something I really had to grasp uh, coming in from such a strong theater background. I was like, whoa, this is very different and just such a different experience. And after a take, you know, you don't get a round of applause saying you did a good job. (laughs) I know, that sucks. (laughs) (laughs) This is not like a a experience where you're getting that, like, direct feedback and and that, that shared energy between, like you said, the audience and the people on stage. Oh, it's there. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's fundamentally. It's. I think it's an. It's an important part of it. One of the things that I've always enjoyed, boys, uh, over the years, and I, I spent many, many years as part of the Washington Press Corps. Uh, and every December, we have the Kennedy Center Honors, where we recognize, you know, the best in in theater and music oh, yeah. and film. And I used to love to go to that. And and I can tell you. Just that connection between um, the folks on that stage and the audience, even in that setting, where you're honoring, you know, folks like you who are entertaining us, um, it, it is just, it's an amazing thing. And again, and then I'll toss it back to Rob, but as a political reporter and someone who's appreciative of the arts, I, I think you do do an excellent job. And it's nice to see young people like yourselves, you know, moving forward. And I would hope that one day you'll be wearing those rainbow ribbons around your neck at a Kennedy uh-huh. Center Honors in the future. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Such a huge compliment. Thank you. <laughs> no, yeah, definitely. So, guys, I want to ask you, uh, um, uh, uh, Brody, to, to Brody, your boys, um, for, you know, um, as, as young men actors, um, one of the big controversies that, has come to a head. And I think this is a generational thing because a few years ago, quite frankly, we didn't even think twice about this, but is the question of straight actors portraying gay characters um, uh, and, and transgender or, or cisgender actors playing uh, transgender characters. You guys are kind of breaking a mold in that. That's not a question. You are, you are, you are, gay characters or bisexual characters playing LGBT characters. Um, what, what does that mean for you and what are your feelings about that? Ooh, I mean, obviously the fact that we get to have such a, we get to bring such a real personal part of our lives into these characters. Um, obviously I think that does help enhance the performance. Um, I just think that the problem right now is that there aren't really a lot of um, roles open for LGBTQ plus um, actors. And so it might be nice, like, right now to kind of just maybe let those roles go to those people. (laughs) And then, you know, later on, there's enough, then, like, enough opportunity, then, you know, it's, like, kind of like a free fall. But, um, yeah, I know it's a touchy subject for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. No, yeah, and I think – go ahead, sorry. No, I was just going to say, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just so grateful that we are able to be the ones to tell these stories, like like Frankie said. 
Yeah, no, and I think it's I think it's a good point. And I do, you know, I didn't have a complaint about it back in the day um, that straight actors were playing gay roles, partly because the movies and the stories would not get, have gotten told um, if um, they hadn't played them, um, because right. their star power or whatever was required to push push the project forward. But um, it is refreshing to see you guys because of the authenticity that takes it to, uh, to a different level. So, I mean, just by example, I think you guys are showing the benefit of that kind of casting. Um, I definitely think there needs to be more opportunity. And I think there, there are quite a few transgender actors that I do think should play cisgender roles. That, um, you know, I, it's like they're, to me, they are their gender, not, you know, in between necessarily. I mean, unless they choose to be in between. But, um, you know, there, there are quite a few um, of the actors on Pose, for example, that, um, you know, I've cast them as cisgender women in their next role. Um, you know, I don't, I wouldn't limit them. Um, so anyway, good I, I really liked how you put that, Frankie. Um, I have a question for you guys. It, you know, we talked at the beginning of the show in the news um, about uh, the um, what's happening across the country with these different legislations that are attacking transgender youth, um, not allowing them to play sports. In some states, they are actually attacking their families for supporting them and trying to deny them health care. Um, the those kids, you know, apart from the fact that, you know, whether these bills go forward, whether they get stopped, you know, um, how we fight against them, all that, just the fact that they're there has got to be damaging to their psyche that, you know, these grownups are, are debating them. Um, you guys are kind of moving into this place where, those kids are going to be watching you and thinking about you as just LGBT. What is your message to your fan base that are transgender and are feeling oppressed by what is going on? What, what would you want to say to them? Oh my gosh. I mean, just, I, I think, that message of like just you are not alone and there are just as many people that are trying to tear you down there are just as many other people that you don't even know that are fighting for you and that love you and are just you know happy that you have chosen to live your true authentic self I mean that's just sending love and I mean it's just so horrible yeah and you know we love and support them so much and they're valid in their being and their identity and the world is better with them in it. Uh, I don't, I, I, it's really obviously so upsetting that that is happening. Um, but yeah, I mean, we just support them and uh, are ready to welcome them with open arms whenever <laughs> they are comfortable to, you know, get out of the States. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Escape. That's right. <laughs> well, no, that's, that's actually, you know, it's, you know, I had, I had a telephone conversation uh, with um, 
the parent of a trans kid um, from Arkansas, and they are actually going to move to a, another state because their son uh, is basically just had his health care rights taken away by the state legislature, actually overriding the governor's veto. But in, in more of a sense, you know, it, it is kind of a global thing. Um, and, and to hear you boys say that really makes me feel a lot better because I, I'm going to tell you a real quick story here. Um, as I was covering one of these stories, I got a telephone call from the mother of an 11 and a half year old trans girl in Orange County, California. And the girl had come to her mom and she was in tears and she was panicking that the government was going to take her rights away. She wouldn't be able to transition. She wouldn't be able to play soccer. She's, she loves soccer. And, and her mother had to tell her that, you know, no, that's, that's not going to happen. You know, we, we live in California, honey. It just, that won't happen. But see, little kids think globally. You know, when you say the government to them or you say something like that, they always think globally. And, you know, for that reason, you know, for a lot of the gay kids, and, I, and, I, and I've been a journalist for over four decades now, and I've been in queer media for, what, the better part of the last 13 or 14. And I can tell you that when kids see guys like you in your roles, it's critically important. I can't stress that enough. That little girl sees you guys doing your thing on Disney Plus. It, it gives her hope. It gives the hope out there. And then to you know, have you guys affirm them with allyship like you just did, I cannot begin to express to you how important that is. Yeah, it's especially important because uh, at the same time as as you guys are doing what you're doing, we have a Republican candidate for um, the you know presumably the recall here in California who is transgender herself, but um, doesn't feel like she can extend herself to trans kids and um, you know put out messaging against them participating in sports. Um, it's, it's, it's around them every day and you guys are creating this incredibly wonderful safe haven haven on Disney plus where people can plug into a world that, you know, is accepting and, and you guys can be who you are on there. Um, super, super, super important. Um, I wanted to ask you guys both because you're, you're both young men and, um, you know, uh, LGBTQ history has moved pretty fast over the, the past few decades. What of um, previous generations of LGBTQ people in America has had an impact on you as your vantage point at this point in your lives? Uh-huh. Um, I will never forget uh, during the Obama administration when uh, gay marriage was uh, I guess made legal in across the country. Um, that was just such a huge moment. I'll just never forget seeing the rainbow uh, lights up on the White House and what that symbolized for people. Um, I didn't even realize that like it wasn't. <laughs> uh, I had just grown up around gay people, and I I didn't know that it was that. It, like I feel like we're just so late. Like well, why is it? just now happening um but it was just such a huge moment that i was like wow we, we've clearly come so far and obviously still have so far to go but that was a definitely an impactful moment for me thank you yeah, yeah. um Joe, how, what I'm, you... I'm sorry 
what was the question? <laughs> <laughs> just, just um, what you know. There's so much, so much that has gone on. I mean, LGBTQ history has moved very quickly from um, where we were were actually considered mentally ill. We were illegal in the late '60s, early '70s, to um, the AIDS crisis, to um, to the you know marriage equality to now where um, we, we have Disney Plus doing a, a gay couple on, on a show oriented towards teenagers. What, you know, as, as your vantage point in history, what, what that has gone on before you has had impact on you? Oh, my gosh. I mean, I, I think it's of everything, both within history and then also, like, stuff that we would – or I would see on the media. Um, I grew up in a very small religious town. And so media or like entertainment and the arts was kind of a way to let me know that other people like me existed. And so I understand the importance and the impact that it can have on um, everyone. And so I, I kind of feel like it, like television alone did save my life. And so the fact that I get to be a part of this new wave of history is, I mean, it's like just, so thrilling. The, well, it's it's excellent, and you guys are you guys are heroic, whether you know it or not, in what you're doing. Um, and it's um, it, it's really really astounding. Um, getting back to the show, I want to future forward though um, to uh, a season that hasn't happened yet. Um, what what is the next musical? Um, what would be your dream musical? Disney or not, that High School Musical, the musical would do next. Oh, my God. We always like to say Into the Woods, um, just because, well, we obviously love Into the Woods. um, uh, And there's just so many characters that I think with all the talent that we have in this cast, I feel like there'd be lots of roles for everyone to fit into. And it could go so many different ways. (laughs) Oh, that would be awesome. Now, which one of you would want to play the witch? <laughs> Honestly, it would um, it would be a lot of backstage fighting over <laughs> which one of us is going to play the witch. <laughs> but, you know, whichever the witch gets to play the baker's wife. So we both win. We both win. But um, no, it'll be a it'll be a battle. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome, you guys. You guys are terrific, and um, uh, I, I, I am so excited for you in, in this show. I'm excited to see, um, and for people who are listening, we do have some insight as to what the episodes are that are coming up. We can't talk about them because you have to watch the show to find out, but you definitely want to watch them because they have some really fun, wonderful, wonderful things that are going to be happening with these characters. So there's the teaser on it. Um, what else do you guys want to say about the show and how people can watch it and all that sort of good stuff? Yeah, so it starts streaming tomorrow, May 14th, on Disney+, Plus, and it's out, new episodes out every Friday. So, yeah, it'll be running from tomorrow till I think, end of July. It's going to be the whole summer with us. <laughs> Excellent. Well, it's, it's super exciting. If you don't have Disney Plus, yes, it is a reason to go get it um, because you can't get it anywhere else. So, um, you know, that, that is 
guys, we're almost out of time. You are both so delightful and wonderful, and um, I'm so excited for what you guys have ahead of you, um, both personally and professionally. Um, what, what question didn't we ask that we should have asked you? My gosh. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we covered a lot of ground. I know. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't think anything. What's your Starbucks order? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm not going to touch that one. I just want to interject here. I, I'm seriously not going to touch that one. I, I'm going to interject here that I also want to give a shout-out uh, to your producers, your executive producers, your showrunner, and also the folks at Disney and the Walt Disney Company uh, for putting these shows on. It is particularly and critically important as we start to enter into Pride Month uh, that we recognize the allyship uh, of the Walt Disney Company uh, and you know the good work they've done for the LGBTQI community and for LGBTQ talent like yourselves. So hats off uh, uh, from myself um, and, you know, for a job well done. Thank you, Disney. Yeah. Yes, and, and, and as for me, I, I would love to put in the ear of Disney Plus that I think a spinoff with um, Carlos and Seb, you know, uh, as the main characters, I think that would be a really good idea. So anyway. Yes, put <laughs> that out there. <laughs> <laughs> if, if Lucy and Desi can do it, you know, Carlos and Seb can do it. So, um, I love it. You know, <laughs> we're... <laughs> Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us. Um, I want to thank Brody for his part in what he does and uh, his part on the show here today. Um, you guys are phenomenal, um, and we, we really enjoyed having you. I want to thank our listeners for tuning in. Um, we love you and uh, support you, and we are going to be back here again next week with another really great show, absolutely blow your socks off, phenomenal and I have no idea what it is. But we just know <laughs> that it will be that good. <laughs> so, and as will um, High School Musical, the musical, the series on Disney+. Plus. Definitely check that out. Definitely get involved. Um, it, it can be your, your summer pleasure. And, um, and we can be your weekly pleasure. So come back again next week. And for those of us at Rated LGBT Radio, I bid you adieu for now. You've been listening to Rated LGBT Radio.